0: Before we start today's episode, there's something important for agencies seeking a reliable way to attract new business, especially during busy periods. I want to introduce you to Leaflow Sprint. It's an eight-week program that simplifies your marketing and consistently attracts the attention of potential clients without requiring a massive marketing budget or external sales teams. With my 17 years of experience in aiding agencies to gain visibility and new clients, this program offers a practical and effective approach to lead generation. Forget about unpredictable leads and embrace a method that works across different agency sizes. And if you're keen to learn more, you need to visit caffeine.club/lfs. That's K-A-F-F-E-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L for Lima, F -f 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 of Foxtrot, S for Sierra. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the Caffeine Espresso podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about my all-time favorite topics, (laughs) the art of lean marketing and doing more with less. We're going to be discussing creative approaches to marketing a new business for creative agencies that don't require a large team or extensive resources. And yeah, I, I think that pretty much covers it off. So I'm going to jump right in. So the most successful lead generation campaigns that I've seen require very few things, actually. In fact, I would say that the most successful ones have been the simplest. When things start to get complicated or involve too much human input or multiple teams, links, resources, there is more opportunity for things to go wrong. And... Not just that, but there's more opportunity to always be fixing something instead or reconnecting something instead of actually using your extra time that you freed up by using a lead generation automation system to be focusing on other stuff that is going to have the biggest wins for your agency's revenue growth. So when I think about the most successful lead generation campaigns I've seen and the very few things that they require. These are the kind of things that they cover off. they are always based on the foundation of a true understanding of your target client and their challenges and that might sound really obvious, but it is incredible to me how many people say they understand that and then just go right ahead and skip past it or say it's not relevant to them and then come back and say, "Well I don't really know why this isn't working working for me and it just continues to happen it seems like It's a bit like building a house without foundations as far as I'm concerned. If you don't spend the time and effort to understand who you really want to be working with and what their challenges are, how you can support with those challenges and then fitting all those things together into your outreach and engaging those people in a conversation that, you know, that, that is the foundation. That is the most crucial part in many ways of, of everything that you do through that process. What I've seen happen is if you don't have a true understanding of your target client and their challenges, you can slip really easily into just talking about yourself, talking about your agency, your business, me, 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 me. And the reality is it's the biggest turnoff ever when somebody's just heard about you. It's the biggest turnoff ever when somebody already knows you. They don't want to hear about you. They want to hear about how they solve their problems. And if you are the key to that because you're the conduit of sharing that information, that knowledge, and that transfer of that experience, then you will be their chosen provider to help support them with that. But their challenges and your response to them are at the crux of creating that liking and trusting aspect of the know, like, and trust process. So we think about what a true understanding of a target client and their challenges are, we, What I see, the people who do this best, what I see them typically do, and I honestly have hard baked this into my own process over the period of five years. I have also tried to skimp on this in the past. And let me tell you, I've learned the hard way that that doesn't work. It slows you down and you wonder why things aren't working. And then as soon as you go back and do this foundational level, then everything starts to build on top of that and you start to see more success. So what this looks like for me and the clients that I work with, it's interviewing current and past clients to understand well i guess current and past clients because you're more likely to have a strong relationship with them already so you can build up your courage and be more honest with them just say look way we know that things are always moving in your space it's important for us to stay on top of it so we're relevant to you providing the best support it'd be really great if we could just chat to you about the things that top of mind for you right now things you'd love to be working on, but just don't have the capacity to or challenges you're facing might even be legislation that's coming in that poses a big threat to you. It might be uh, a new technology that's coming in and encroaching on your space. Any of these things, just having letting them vent on a call and doing what is called in the coaching space, active listening and just Acting as somebody on that phone call, preferably a recorded Zoom phone call, so you can use the transcript and the recording for your own research afterwards, and just focus on listening, doing that active listening in that call rather than taking an abundance of notes. but you sit on that call and keep asking "Why? what does that look like? How does that show up for you? What do you plan to do to tackle that? Just just prompting them as much as possible so they can air as many of the challenges they're facing. And what that looks like for them as as they possibly can. And I mean, I'm a very visual person, but to me, it kind of looks like it looks like a thought cloud that just keeps getting bigger as all the connections between the different aspects of this topic, try and they build up for you. So I've mentioned doing that with your existing clients and past clients first, because the chances are it's easier for you to get in contact with them, ask them to join you on a call and chat through things with them. If it works really well, if you do this with a few of the prospective clients that you'd like to work with as well. And it's incredible. Most people climb up at this. They don't want to get in contact with their prospects to ask them if they can have a chat and really understand their challenges. But you wouldn't be so surprised by how many people get really positive responses to that. In the most recent lead flow sprint was one of the members of the cohort who I'd say tried their hardest to get the most possible out of the program was so proactive about this and I was really proud of them because they just bit the bullet and got in contact with people that they love to work with and said look we would love to work with more people in your space including you but we know that there is a knowledge gap here and we'd love to hear more from you about what are challenges you're facing and topics that are of interest to you right now and they got really overwhelmingly positive responses people are really happy when you say that you want to just listen. And even I was surprised by the the positive responses that they got to that, the opportunity to speak to people and record those conversations and do the active listening to pull out information about what those prospective clients want. But there is an additional reason to do that with your prospective clients. Not only do you come across as humble and and committed to the work that you do and making it better, but you are also getting them on a call and starting the foundations of a relationship with that person beyond the knowledge that you're getting about the challenges they're facing. But you are getting an understanding of, they are getting an understanding of you and the type of business that you are. And you are creating a connection there that otherwise wouldn't exist. You think about the other way you might get in contact with them is to say, you know, we'd love to work with you in the future. Shall we have a call? The chances of you getting on a call with them with that opening line are so slim to none that it's laughable. You know, it's the opposite of what I recommend clients do when we're doing lead generation outreach, but doing it in this way is an excellent way to create an end to that business, even if it's your initial, not your initial intention through this, this research exercise. So I strongly recommend doing that. But then, you know, even without speaking to people, and I wouldn't say this is a replacement for speaking to people. That's always definitely the best way to go. You can always glean data from online research. You know, I was speaking to a client yesterday who is working in the plant-based food sector with a, a very prominent client in that area. And they know that it will be a quick win for them to be working with more people in that space. So I pulled up the latest category report from The Grocer, which is the FMC trade publication here in the UK and pulled up the most recent focus on, which is like a 10-page document within the magazine that covers off trends, once a year covers off trends within that space, provides a loads of Nielsen and Cantor data around who are the biggest players in that space, what growth has looked like for them, both in terms of volume and value over the last year, challenges that they're facing, etc. And looking through that and Picking out the key themes in terms of the journalism that has been covered in there about what has been going on for that industry over the last year for that category and sector. And then using that as part of our understanding of our clients, target clients and their challenges. That was an incredibly useful tool and requires no time on the phone. Equally, there was, prior to that category report, there was a Get the word for it, but like a call to end call for entries. Oh my goodness! We just passed award entry season, which is why I can't get that phrase out of my head. But basically, when journalists know that they've got a, a category report coming up, they'll put out a call for information from brands and PR people around particular themes. And in this one for plant-based, this journalist had spelled out the topics that they know were really important to the industry from their primary research, and we're asking for more. Secondary research and vox pops and data to back those challenges and opportunities up. But the summary of those challenges and opportunities, and it was literally four bullet points that they wanted to hear from people on was amazing. It was a treasure trove. It was perfectly surmised overview of the biggest topics within that sector. You know, that alone would have been an amazing thing to start. It uses the base, the the foundation of this outreach, so to speak, because all those challenges were already summarised there. So the most important thing here is listening, and there are abundance of other ways you can kind of incorporate this data. Something I've done in the past is I have created a survey just on Google Forms or on Typeform, and then I've shared it with my email list, with my link audience. incentivize people sometimes to complete that. Not with anything that costs me much, but garnered a ton of responses, which then I can, the data I can aggregate and understand what are the biggest themes for my target audience. And, and what even does my target audience look like in terms of the people who I'm already connected with and and speaking to? That's been incredibly helpful and doesn't require getting on the phone. Not that I think, you know, if you if you're not willing to get on the phone, we've got other problems here because you're going to have problems at the other end of the lead. Generation process, which we have to deal with, but this I'm really dwelling on it because I really want to encourage you to not skip right past it. And incidentally, this is the huge part of the beginning of Leadflow Sprint. When we work with people in our group program, Leaflet Sprint, which runs over eight weeks, the next cohort bring, begins at the beginning of January. The first two weeks are really. All about understanding who this target client is and what their challenges are. That is all we cover for at least a quarter of the program. That is how crucial it is. And if you do join Leafless Sprint, you will have an abundance of support, both one to one and self study materials and group support in order to tackle this stage. So it's arguable what comes next, but I would say your list. So in the last episode of this podcast, which went live last week, you can go back through the list of previous episodes to, to find that one. We dwelled for quite a long time on the role of Sales Navigator, so that's LinkedIn Sales Navigator, and building a list using their lead search function. But the list, which is basically a highly qualified collection of, I'd recommend around 1,200 plus prospects who fit the above target client profile that you've already decided on and are in a decision maker role and are likely to be receptive to what you're sharing. That is what we're talking about when I say list. i say 1,200 because that is how many people you'd be able to reach out to over a, a three month quarter of the year. And that allows us to really break up the year into nice chunks where you know for any three month period of time, your outreach will be running to the end of that period. Um, allows you to focus on four different sectors or role types or any other variable geography over the course of a year, and doesn't leave you wondering what we're going to do next week, what we're going to do next month. You don't. You only have to think about that at four different points. And the 1,200 comes from the fact we can reach out to 100 people per week using the system that we put in place with our clients, which we teach you in Leadflow Sprint. So then we come to what is sometimes called a lead magnet, what's sometimes called generous resource, but in effect is a high value thing that your prospects want to get their hands on. So just a quick summary of what this is not first, because I find that a lot of people, even though I told them to avoid it, will... Think they can get away with it and offer one of these things and then don't get many results and wonder why. So what it's not is a consultation, you know, a call, an offer to get on a call with you. At what point have you received a message from somebody and they've said, Hey, I think what we have might be of interest to you. Should we jump on a call? No, it, I, I hear sales from a thousand paces and I, as a busy decision maker, I don't even have time to do what's already on my to-do list. Having somebody just come cold to me and saying, let's jump on a call is not going to be the top of my list unless I was literally waiting to hear from them. So offering a call is not going to help. It doesn't matter how much you tart it up as a free consult. It's not going to have that much of an effect. It's not connecting for connecting's sake. So everybody's received those kind of messages either. Predominantly on LinkedIn, I'd say, where you get something which says, I was hi, Charlotte. I was expanding my network, and I saw you, and I thought it would be great if we connect. So, would you like to connect, or words to that effect? Normally, there's horrendous grammar and spelling in it, which just makes the whole thing even worse. But connecting for connecting's sake does not perform, from my experience. It's not high value offer. Nor is reaching out to them with a case study. You might be really proud of what you've just achieved for a client. You might have won a design effectiveness award. You might have won an IPA effectiveness award. You might have won a Can Lion. But all, and this brings us back to speaking to challenges, all the prospect hears when you say, we'd like to show you a case study of our oh, lion winning piece of work. All they hear is, I want to tell you about me, me, me. And as we discussed at the beginning of this, talking about yourself, about your agency is unlikely to win you any favors. You need to put it through the lens of how it is going to be useful for that prospective client. And then my pet hate for several reasons, mostly because I absolutely detest the word newsletter, is uh, a high value thing that your prospect wants to get their hands on is not your newsletter. Do not offer them that. Do not offer them anything that even resembles a newsletter. That might be what you're planning to do with them in the future. And that is something we work really closely with people on the Leaf Flow Sprint is reframing the whole concept of what your con- consistent communication with p- people looks like once they do join your email list. And let me give you a hint ain 't a newsletter in the classic style that is the opposite of what we teach, but in this format it is it is not going to work it's not going to work for the purposes of outreach so what it might be is something about an area they are really conscious that they're not fully optimizing within their business, and you know that is another way to say in short, it is something that speaks to the challenges that they're facing and your solution to the challenges they're facing or your take on it might take the form of a trend report, a workshop, a checklist, a worksheet, a video training, a book, an email mini course, and an almost an infinite abundance of other methods that you could share across your take on that particular challenge. But it needs to be something that they look at and think, am I going to have FOMO if I don't grab this? What is the opportunity cost of me not taking this and learning from it? That is what you want them to get a feel for within this thing, this generous resource, this high value offer that you're creating. So then the fourth thing after the high value offer is in our lean marketing approach is an automation process to share this offer, this thing with a 100 people per week from the list that we created without you lifting a finger and you're only dealing with the interested responses. And this, you'll have heard me talk about this in previous episodes. If you've been around here a while, this is where most people jump to. They just want to implement the automation. They don't want to do the three previous steps. But if you don't do the three previous steps, your automation will dive bomb. You will not achieve what you need to, what you want to achieve, what you hope to. And certainly everybody who comes to work with caffeine, that's what they want to do. They want to open doors. They want to generate as many high quality leads as possible. So the the fifth aspect here is nurturing people who do request your high value offer on email and keep it in contact with them on an ongoing basis. And In the way we work in caffeine, a lot of that takes the form of email. That's because it's not super invasive. It's not cold calling people. And don't get me wrong. I love getting on the phone with people. And the first year and a half of my career was spent cold calling on behalf of some of the biggest agencies in the UK. And let me tell you, I enjoyed it and I was actually really good at it. I'm not belittling that in the slightest. But the reality is, if you've come to caffeine for support, either you hate sales and knocking on doors and picking up phones and Doing that outreach, or you, you simply don't have the time and the budget to be able to do that. So for that reason, we use email and we use ongoing email sequences to keep people engaged and to keep your agency front of mind and, and to nudge them down through the sales process at the pertinent moments. And again, we work with you. On this in Leofly Sprint, we have an incredible resource in the Leafly Sprint in the format of Sarah Lucille, who is our conversion copywriting coach, and she works so hard through a, a workshop, but also giving one-to-one feedback on, what is it, called? 16 different assets within your business over the eight-week period, in addition to a one-to-one, really long one-to-one messaging call with you, the output of which is a document that will be invaluable. In three to four years from now, just as it is as soon as you get started, you know, it's something that that alone I have paid thousands of pounds to, to get in, in previous iterations of caffeine. And I'm just blown away by how much input and the level of quality of the input that she can offer to people in the Leaflow sprint in order to make sure that their ongoing copywriting, their email sequences, the way we engage leads with copy through the medium of email works and improves and optimizes the the quality of the leads and the return you get on them through the process of their their lifetime in your email list. So we work super hard with people in the Leaflow Sprint to make sure you do this uh Right, and you do it once and you do it within the period of Leadflow Sprint, which is eight weeks. So yeah, I, I strongly recommend if copywriting is an area that you struggle with or you feel like you're just shouting at people with an email newsletter, that aspect of Leadflow Sprint will be massively valuable to you. I talked at the beginning about not requiring a large budget or extensive resources so i just want to speak to that in terms of what you can expect this to take in terms of both the cost and the amount of time to implement so prorated over annual cost prorated monthly come down to 84 pounds per month for the actual implementation of this for the i'm not talking about lead flow sprint or the teaching but the actual technology we use to put this into place 84 pounds a month. That's all it is. And it takes anywhere between two to six weeks of time and an average of 10 hours per week, I would say in terms of setup. So where we see it taking close to the two week mark is typically when, and you know, what if we're really big on this at Caffeine. We are really big on recycling. And by recycling, I mean working with the content that you already have on the server. When people already have content that can be polished up, is a good fit within the context of the target audience and the challenges that they face, the list that we have built. If they have some, a resource that already exists that could be repurposed for their lead magnet, for the generous resource, that high value item that you're going to share. We always encourage people to do that first. We know, you know, the majority of clients we work with are always under, I said yeah, 99% of the time are under 50 employees. The vast proportion are under 30. And when you are that size, you really don't have time to spare to be building things unnecessarily. So we encourage people to look back on the server, look at the concept stages of work they've done, look at any strategy work they've done for clients, hasn't been put to use that they could repurpose, perhaps make into a trend report, any content that they've created when they've spoken at events, anything that they have. Created for a pitch situation that wasn't under an NDA and they still own the IP to it and they have the right to use that. Anything that has been created for any competitions that were conceptual and work that wasn't commissioned by a client, basically. If they've worked on a project that went incredibly well and has received a lot of praise from within the industry, then Maybe their generous resource focuses on what was different about that project that they think went particularly well. So we would always encourage you to scout around for what already exists and repurpose it. Uh, that doesn't mean it necessarily looks like it looked at the start when you found it on the server. It could evolve into something entirely different, but it's always easier to start with something that already exists. So if somebody already has something, then it can be that they could have this whole system up and running within two weeks if they have that that item to repurpose, because that really is the aspect that takes the longest period of time to produce. And typically we see clients in the leaflet sprint taking between four to five weeks to create the item. And even then it feels like a massive push. So yeah, we always encourage you to find something you can reuse first. And then on an ongoing basis, once you've got it set up and running, you're looking at around 30 minutes a day maximum, really to respond to people who have shown an interest. And then in addition to that, Time to create content that is going into the ongoing email sequences, and what we encourage clients to do on that respect is is batch content so we'd encourage them maybe at six points through the year to spend a day creating content and you know much in the way I'm talking to you today, there's a reason I'm on audio it's because you know the, the podcast is audio and I, that is my chosen format of marketing it's because well I like to chat, I don't know if you've noticed. But also, I find it easier to talk through a situation. But I mean, especially for me, I work with eight colleagues, but they're all global and we're a remote company. So most of our chatting happens on Slack or in voice notes. I don't have the opportunity to really talk a lot of thoughts out loud. And I find that really helpful to get as much as possible out of my head. It's the fastest way. Talking is by far faster than writing, even for somebody who, like myself, who spent a lot of their career in a copywriting, ghostwriting format on behalf of CEOs of large organizations. You know, that has been literally my job, writing. And yet still audio, talking out loud, is the the fastest way for me to get thoughts out. The benefit of audio is that in addition to the audio recording, I get a, a transcript. And that often acts, acts as the first draft or a blog post or for a a thought piece or anything else along those lines, a book in some instances. So we encourage clients to batch content for their emails, but we also encourage them to spend a day where they plan to record themselves talking about a series of topics which we know are important for their prospective clients to hear about. So I hope that's helpful. In understanding what the the kind of context and, and commitment is in terms of money and costs, and what we are in effect replacing with this lean marketing setter is forty hours of busy work. <laughs> Effectively, that's another way of thinking about it. You freeing up forty hours per week to allow you to focus on other high value new business strategies that you literally don't have time to address right now. So. What we don't recommend you do is think, well, we don't have to hire any business person or we can get rid of that junior person if we implement this automation. That isn't what we're encouraging you to do. What we're encouraging you to think about is if you're using an external provider, understanding how you can bring this in-house and under your control, get yourself feeling a little bit closer to that new business process, but equally knowing you've taken care of the future pipeline you know, the medium to long-term conversations that you're having with prospective clients whilst allowing you, freeing you up to focus on that low-hanging fruit, those short to medium-term wins that you could be making. And I'm being really frank about that because the majority of people who come to Caffeine have a genuine fear that there's not much in the pipeline in the kind of three to six-month mark. And I want to be super clear with you that lead generation of this type, this takes time. All cold lead generation does. You don't get in, you rarely get in contact with somebody at the moment that they are ready to buy from you. And so you've got to consider this as an ongoing, kind of longer burning, longer term process. And know that you are free by doing this automation, you're freeing up your time so you can focus on those low hanging fruit, like I mentioned that, which might be expanding existing clients. It might be Seeking out referrals. It might be following up with lapsed clients and re- rekindling relationships that were once profitable that have fallen by the wayside. You know, these are, there are so many other ways, but these are all the lower hanging fruit. And it's not necessarily something that, you know, for the purposes of caffeine, we've had to really hone in on lead generation and the automated side of that. But these are all strategies that I've employed in the past, both in this company. And the many companies I've worked and advised with in the past, I I can speak to them, but I am by no means doing, I'm not selling those as a process necessarily right now. All I can say is they have their place. I'm not belittling them. And if you are worried about the pipeline, then I strongly recommend you look at those things first. So I hope that was helpful. And I hope you've got an idea of what lean marketing might look like for your business how you can do more with less. So basically replace 40 hours of busy work at the cost of £84 a month is what we're talking about. And if all this sounds appealing to you, then you are going to want to check out the leaflet sprint. You know, I've mentioned it quite a few times through here. That's because we are literally doing this entire process in there with clients. This is the only way I'm working with clients one-to-one at the moment or taking on new one-to-one clients. And our next cohort begins in January 2024. So... If you listen to that, this episode before that point, then encourage you to go over to caffeine.club LFS. That's e n dot C-L-U-B slash Alpha Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra. And you can read more about what we do in Leaf Flow Sprint. You can go ahead and sign up there, or you can book a call with me and find out if it really is the right fit for your agency. I hope that's been helpful and offer you some insights into how you can make your marketing and new business leaner and more efficient. Until next time. Just before we wrap up, I want to touch on a crucial opportunity for your agency's growth. As a creative agency, your primary focus should be on delivering exceptional work, not getting bogged down in sales and marketing. And that's where Lead Flow Sprint comes in. It's an eight-week program designed to streamline your lead generation process, bringing in a steady flow of potential clients to you. No more struggling with the ups and downs of trying to gain the attention of new business. Our program includes hands-on support, including direct input on your copywriting, ensuring a bespoke approach to your lead generation needs. No more feeling stuck in the feast or famine cycle. Our real-time support, including direct feedback on tasks like copywriting, helps you to bid farewell to inconsistently and embrace a lead generation system that's tailored to your unique needs. Visit caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L -L 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 for Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra.